Hello and welcome back to Receiving Love. I'm your host, Erica Simone, a trauma-informed love and dating coach here to help you attract your dream relationship, heal past wounds, and embody your true feminine nature. So excited you're here. It's been a minute since I've podcast. A lot happened. Um, my last podcast actually dropped on my birthday, August 30th. I turned 24. Yay. Um, the time I recorded that wasn't my actual birthday date, so I didn't like to mention it. But um, yeah, I had a birthday. Really loved bringing in the new my new year of life with my friends. It was really good, really warm. I got to journal that day, went out for dinner, went on a hot girl walk, got me some coffee, spent time with God, like all the things that I love, um, all the things that help regulate this nervous system of mine. So it was awesome. Then I took a little break from podcasting just because I had a, lot, like a few things happening behind the scenes. If, if you don't know, I have a nine to five job. And so sometimes like that gets busy and also like, you know, doing things for myself, like in my nine to five career wise and like career shifts and making more money on that end and all that kind of stuff and keeping up with the business. And then, you know, having a social life, a good spiritual life and not burning myself out. And then I ran uh, my healing anxious attachment course, which went amazing loved 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 the ladies that i got to hold in that container um, and also an announcement i've decided to sell that course like the, rec- the recorded version the live version i've everything's recorded it's all saved i've decided to sell that course so in case you missed out on it um and you didn't get a chance to sign up when i ran it live you can still purchase that course below and you can get 10 percent off right now um if you pay uh the one-time payment or you can do the payment plan so that's the most affordable way to work with me right now or learn from me is through the healing anxious attachment course so i definitely recommend if you know you have an anxious attachment style you have a pattern of attracting emotional available men codependency being clingy fear rejection fear of abandonment love addiction all that that course will really help you heal all of that so that will be linked below yeah those are just a little housekeeping things i'm excited to dive into today's episode so let's go ahead and jump in Okay, so today's episode is all about Mr. Emotionally Unavailable, okay? 10 ways you can spot him and avoid him before he breaks your heart. Now, I want to give a disclaimer. Next week, we're doing Miss Emotionally Unavailable, and that's all. That's going to be about are you emotionally available for the relationship and love that you want and signs that your heart actually isn't open to love, right? And so I want to give a disclaimer because I know like in our society, there's, you know, kind of a bad rap around you know, emotionally available men, you know, you see the stereotypical in the rom-coms, he only wants sex, he's he's um, a commitment phobe, he, uh, you know, sends women mixed signals, doesn't want to settle down, ultimate bachelor, and so sometimes with that, we can miss the ways that we are emotionally unavailable ourselves. However, we're not talking about that today, we're talking about, you know, men who are emotionally unavailable, how you can spot it, avoid it, all of that, and I think I'm going to do like a three-part series, so we're going to have a series like this episode about how to uh, signs that a man is emotionally unavailable. The next episode will be about signs that you are emotionally unavailable and how emotional unavailability shows up in women. And then I'm going to do another episode about why you're so attracted to Mr. Emotionally Unavailable and like the deeper kind of core wounds playing out and stuff. Um, then maybe like a fourth episode in that series. But yeah, I want to like do the podcast kind of in series just to like group together good topics and make it like a nice flow for you guys. So let's get into it. So this is really important because one thing I've seen with a lot of women I've worked with, a lot of them lean towards a more anxiously attached or love addiction. And what a big part of that, or just in general, have, you know, past trauma, childhood stuff, whatever. And so when you have that, right, either anxiously attached or even disorganized attached or avoidantly attached, any childhood trauma, whatever, you're going to have different blocks and wounds that play out in your love life. And a big one that plays out is the attraction to the guy who's emotionally unavailable, right? The guy that you... It's like you're trying to earn his love or you have to like kind of chase after him or he's unavailable or since you make signals or, you know, 
is not really into you, right? But for some reason, we're so drawn to him. We find him so mysterious and hot and like we can't, we just can't get enough, right? Um, and so I see that come up a lot for women. And uh, and so I really want to dive into signs that he is emotionally available and then um, signs that he's emotionally available, how you can avoid this kind of guy. And then questions you can use to gauge, okay, how emotionally available he is. And so we're just going to go ahead and dive in. So just a disclaimer, I've had my fair share of, you know, falling for emotionally available men, blah, blah, blah. So been there, done that. <laughs> I know the ins and out. And yeah, something I see with my clients a lot. So I really want to talk about that. So first, I just want to kind of define what does it mean to be emotionally unavailable, right? That's like a hot topic, a buzzword, blah, blah, blah. And so to be emotionally unavailable, um, essentially, I'm going to read this quote. Okay, so there's a quote by Dr. Lindsay um, Jernigan. Hopefully I'm saying that right. She's a licensed clinical psychologist in South Burlington, Vermont. And she has a quote about mo- like what it means to be emotionally unavailable. It's on Psych Central, so I'm just going to read that quote. So she says, when we say someone is emotionally unavailable, we mean that they are not comfortable feeling their own emotions, sharing emotions with others, or being present and responsive to someone else's emotions. So that is essentially what it means to be emotionally unavailable. You're emotionally unavailable to yourself and to others, right? You have a hard time identifying what you're feeling, processing through that, and responding appropriately, right? And that often shows up... Um, in our love life, in our relationship life, right? Where maybe we like someone or, you know, whoever's the emotional available party. Maybe they like someone, but they don't know how to express or share so they send mixed signals. Or, you know, um, you're trying to be with him and, well, okay. There's a, another disclaimer. I got to make another podcast on this because I'm, I'm learning a lot myself. There's a fine line between, it's like, okay, is he emotionally available or does he just not like you, right? And so that's what you have to sometimes gauge because sometimes I think it's like, oh my God, he's just emotionally available, you know, he's not, you know, sharing his feelings with me, or he's not really pursuing me, or I'm doing a lot of the work, he's just unavailable, and it's like, mm, is he, or does he, does he just not like you? It's kind of like that whole thing on TikTok, like, oh, if you wanted to, he would. I full-heartedly believe that. I saw a TikTok trying to kind of combat that and be like, no, like, sometimes he just, he's just not in a place to give you that, and I'm like, yeah, but if a man really, really, really wanted you, he would do what he needed to do to get to that place, of giving you whatever level 10 you needed or whatever level you needed. You know what I mean? Like men are not dumb. They're not stupid. And yeah, maybe he struggles with a certain area, but if he really wants you, he will do what he needs to do to overcome that, to be with you. So anyway, so I want to also give that disclaimer. There's just a lot of nuance to this. Okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot. Okay. I also recently saw a quote and it was like, okay, we're comparing a man's emotional availability to our emotional availability or emotional range as women every man can seem emotionally available because as women the feminine nature is just a lot more flow it's a lot more emotional um hormones all these things right so it's like in a big part of the mask healthy masculine energy is a man who is emotionally stable able to emotionally regulate right so it's not healthy if he's like you know crying all the time or just super emotional but it's also not healthy if he's an emotional robot so just another little disclaimer i just there's just a lot of nuance right because i think it's like okay is he emotionally available or does he just not like you you know, is he emotionally available or is he just a strong masculine man who's not crying 24-7 and, you know, telling you about all of his wounds on the first couple of dates because he has boundaries. And maybe in a way you need to have more boundaries. But <laughs> with all that being said, um, that's just an overview. Okay, so the quote I said, um, when someone's emotionally available, when we say that, it's essentially he's not. they're not comfortable sharing emotion. They're not comfortable feeling their own emotions, sharing those emotions with others, or being present responsive to someone else's emotions. Period. Okay. So... And a lot of what I've seen too is a lot of women who are talked to emotionally unavailable men grow up with a very emotionally unavailable fathers. 
Um, and because a big psychological principle that comes up in dating relationships is your subconscious mind, you will attract partners that recreate the trauma you have with one of your parents of the gender that you are attracted to, right? So my podcast is for women who are dating men. And so for women, your dad, that dynamic, that relationship is going to be a big part. It's going to play out in the type of men that you attract, that you're attracted to, how you view men, how you believe men to treat you, what to expect from men, right? Because your relationship with your dad is your first dynamic with the masculine, right? With a man, right? And so that's going to set a big precedent of how you um, know how to relate to men, right? So Often when you're with emotionally available women, you only know how to relate to them by having to pine after them or earn their love or like never really know where you stand with them, right? And your nervous system is used to that like fight or flight and you, you, you've you mistaken that like drama as like, you know, spark or chemistry, right? And so, um, but we'll save that for another episode. I think this all like intertwines. So I keep saying we'll save it, but I want to stick to just, okay, what are the signs he's emotionally available? I need, I need help. So with that being said, let's get into it. Um, so I've broken this down to 10 big signs. He is emotionally unavailable. All right, and let's get into it. And my podcast is for women, but I'm, I'm, there may be a man listening. So here are some signs that you may be emotionally unavailable, man, if you're listening. Okay, <laughs> so sign number one. Well, we're speaking of women, so I'm, I'm speaking in the POV of a woman. Okay, the first sign, right? This is one of the biggest signs but I see so many women missing it. Are you ready? Sign number one, they tell you, okay? They tell you they're emotionally unavailable, right? Granted, he probably doesn't have this language, right? He's probably not saying, hey, by the way, I'm emotionally unavailable. But in some sense and in fashion, he's clearly said something that has let you know he's probably emotionally unavailable, right? I.e., he says, oh, I'm not looking for anything serious right now. Or I'm not really in the best place for a relationship. Or I'm really busy right now right? Or I'm not looking for something serious. Like there are so many times where a guy will literally say this or say something along the, those lines, but it's like, we don't believe him and we think we can change him and make him become available for us, but it only leads in heartbreak, right? So sign number one is he tells you, right? So, and maybe he didn't tell you directly, but maybe you have a, you know, mutual friend and he's told that mutual friend, Hey, like, I'm not looking for anything serious or I'm focused on my career right now. Or, you know, I want to focus on my relationship with God before I date, whatever. So many things that he said that it's like, okay, he's not really emotionally available, right? Sometimes the biggest sign is right in front of our face. We just don't want to believe it, right? Because we think, you know, kind of like beating the beast that we can refine him or change him or make us want us or whatever. And it's like, no, that's not that's not it, right? And actually, the more you try to, you know, pursue him and immensely chase him and obsess and want him, it's actually going to push him away more and more. So it's going to have the opposite effect, right? And so that's the big, biggest sign number one is he tells you. In some form or fashion, he uses language, terms, phrases that let you, that lets you know he's not looking for something serious or long-term you know, at all or with you. Either way, it doesn't matter. He doesn't want it with you. So yeah, that's sign number one is that he tells you. So if you are right now in a situationship or talking phase or in something confusing with a guy, you don't know where you're staying, you don't know what, what you should do or if he's really available, I want you to sift through your conversations, your phone calls, your texts, whatever it is, and see, hmm, has he told me in some way that he is emotionally unavailable, right? Has he told me he's not looking for anything serious or has he told me he's about to move across the country or has he told me he's still in love with his ex, you know, all these things that he's actually said that lets you know, okay, maybe he's not really emotionally uh, available. So that is sign number one is he has told you he, uh, in some form or fashion that he is not available. Okay. So, or another way could be, oh, I'm taking a break from dating, something like that. Okay. And, and sign number two 
is um, he avoids commitment and labels, right? And so maybe you're talking to a guy and you're like, oh, what are we? And it's like, let's just, you know, I just want to go with the flow or we can, we're just friends or we're just chilling or we're just getting to know each other. He takes a long time or refuses to put a label on it, right? Or refuses to commit to you, right? And so you're perpetually in the situation phase. And maybe it's even gone as far as like you're having sex with him. You're doing all these things, but you're not even his girlfriend, right? Um, there's no commitment, no labels. There's no safety. There's no security in what you guys are. You're just kind of flowing, right? And of course, like, you know, as a guy, he is benefiting from that because he's going to have all of you. You're, he's getting your feminine attention, your time, your emotions, you know, your body, whatever you're giving to him, right? And there's no commitment in place. There's no label in place, right? And so for me, I'm a Christian. So like with the commitment and, and sex part, like I believe in waiting until marriage to have sex, but like whatever you your beliefs are, whatever, you know, it's like, you need to stop, you know, emotionally committing to a man who has not literally physically committed to you, right? Like he hasn't committed to even being your boyfriend or anything. And you've given so much of your emotional commitment, your time commitment, et cetera. That's another sign um, is that he avoids commitment and labels. And now this is another one that is kind of nuanced because this second sign could also just mean he doesn't like you, right? And so, um, but you know, there's saying, there's, yeah. Um, so like I said, there's just a lot of nuance between like, okay, is he unavailable or does he just not like you? But that's just another sign is that they avoid commitment and labels. And this can also just be even outside of romantic relationships. Like maybe they just have a hard time committing to things like committing to a job or committing to friends. Like it just can show that he's maybe is not really emotionally available to, um, commit to the, to commit to things, to stick things out, to, you know, be in things for the long haul. Uh, or if he has trouble with labels, things like that, because that could, you know, labeling things can represent, oh my God, I'm losing my freedom, losing my independence, right? And so they avoid that. And so they're not actually emotionally available to, to be with you, to commit to you, to um, et cetera, et cetera. So that is sign number two. Um, another big sign he's emotionally available is that your conversations stay very surface level, right? So it's more about logic than emotion, right? And so you know, and of course, like I have another episode on this about the five levels of emotional intimacy, right? So I'm not saying, oh, date one, y'all should be talking about your trauma and your goals. That's inappropriate as well. But, you know, if you've been talking to this guy for a while and you don't really know much past, you know, what he does for work or school or, or you know, sports and he, he hasn't opened up about anything, it's like it could be because he has not dug into his own well of emotions or feelings or experiences or, pro or things he's been through. So there's no way he can conversate with you about it because he hasn't even confronted himself about those certain things. You know what I mean? Um, and so, um, yeah. And so of course, as a woman in the feminine, you have to make sure you're creating a safe space for a man to open up. I want to share with you and be vulnerable. I mean, that you're leaning back in your feminine, right. Which gives him room to lean forward towards you. Um, but if you feel like, okay, you're doing all that, you're in your place, whatever. And you know, he has said he really likes you, whatever, but he's not, you know, able to really share anything deep. And it's just very surface level and very logic. Um, which by the way, the logic is the more masculine nature. So like I said, it is, is very nuanced, right? So yeah, but if he is like, okay, you're getting zip from him emotionally, it could be because he's not really emotionally available, right? If all he knows how to talk about is how school, how's work, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so that's just another, another sign. And this could also be applied to, I know my, most of my content is for single women, but if you're in a relationship, this could also be a good way to gauge, okay, maybe my, you know, boyfriend, whoever is not really that emotion uh, available and maybe we need to have a conversation about that so that's another sign so now we're on sign number four um so number four kind of goes with number three and a lot of these will overlap but um but they struggle to discuss their feelings so we kind of already talked about that so they have a hard time discussing you know what they're feeling 
inappropriate ways, right? And so I'm not saying 24-7, what are you feeling? What are you feeling? Do not do that to a man, please. You'll run him away. But, you know, say something really traumatic happened or something really bad and you're like, oh, like, how does that make you feel? Are you okay? And they're just like, oh, I'm fine. And that's it. You know what I mean? Those are ways it's like, okay, that should, that's the space where it's like, okay, it's, you'd kind of expect there to be some type of like engagement about what he's feeling. Right. And so that's just another sign. Um, um, another sign, number five is they struggle to empathize and respond when you share your feelings. Right. So maybe you're sharing something and they respond to you as if you're in a court of law. Right. And so like, in you know, when you're in court, it's like responding to only the facts you're not taking any feelings into into consideration. So it's very just, you know, yeah, just to to the point. Um, and when you're communicating how you feel, it's almost like you feel like your messages don't really get across. And despite your best efforts to communicate, it's just like the message is not being received. It's like they just truly cannot understand how you feel. Like, And maybe they're always saying, oh, you're too sensitive or you're too needy or they dismiss or invalidate your feelings or they make you second guess yourself. All those signs are all ways that he may be um, emotionally unavailable. And he's unable to hold space for your emotions, right? And so um, I need to have like a man on the podcast. But yeah, because some of it, like I said, it's just I want you all to be really careful because part of the mask energy is more of the logic and the head and to the point. And men and women, we do communicate differently. We do experience our feelings differently. There's a great book. You've probably heard of it. Um, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I'm currently reading that. And so I'm learning a lot. So I don't want to label all of this as, oh, he's emotionally unavailable. It's like, no, maybe he's just a man who doesn't have hormones pumping through him or estrogen pumping through him. So yeah, I just hopefully you guys can uh, discern this all correctly without, you know, labeling a man as unavailable just because he's a masculine energy man. Um, but yeah, that's sign number five. You know, sh- they struggle to empathize with you and they struggle to respond when you share your feelings. Okay, sign number six is that they often say they can't trust you and they get defensive very easily, right? And so um, another so big thing when someone is emotionally unavailable, they a lot of times have trust issues. And they can become very defensive, right? And so a big part of being emotionally available is your heart is open, right? And part of your heart being open is that it's vulnerable to risk, right? So the risk of maybe being betrayed or the risk of getting heartbroken, whatever, right? And so of course you want to have wisdom and not create your own suffering by engaging in things that you know will, you know, create those outcomes of pain. But it's like, it's like, okay, like in order for you to receive, like this podcast is, it's, this podcast is called Receiving Love, right? In order for you to receive something, your hand has to be open, Right? If your hand is balled up tight because you're scared of what you're going to get, you can't receive anything. So it's kind of the same thing with emotional availability, right? In order to be emotionally available, to receive love, your heart has to be open, right? And you have to trust that, you know, with your intuition or what you've learned or your faith, whatever, you have the skills, the ability to discern, okay, this is a safe person with my heart. This is not, right? But at the end of the day, your heart still has to be open. You still have to be able to trust with wisdom, but you have to be able to trust, right? And so often with people who are emotionally unavailable, they don't trust anyone at all and they get very defensive, right? And it's because it's like, there's like this wall around their heart. They're trying to self-protect, usually because of some past pain and trauma. And so that's another sign that, you know, he may be emotionally available is that he just says he can't trust you, even if you've given him no reasons to not trust you, right? And he gets defensive really, really easily. Number seven, now this is another one that could just mean he doesn't like you. Um, but another sign he's emotionally available is that you feel like you are doing all the relationship work and they're just often very inconsistent and evasive. Like I said, this one is kind of a bit more so. He probably just doesn't like you, but yeah, I'm just going to keep it included in the list though. But yeah, they're very inconsistent, very evasive. They're just not, they're literally not available. <laughs> like sometimes it's like someone's emotionally available. They're just not available. You know, maybe they're not available. Like they live across the country or which is another sign that um, if someone being emotionally available is that they're physically not available because 
and obviously long distance relationships can work, but um, a good chunk of them, well, I'll just leave that alone. But anyway, yeah, so maybe he's unavailable because he's across the country or he's in another relationship or he's just never available physically. Like you always want to hang out and he just never makes time for you, blah, blah, blah. And this is happening, then you should drop that immediately. But yeah, that's just another sign he's not emotionally available. That he's very inconsistent and very evasive. Um, that could be communication-wise, hanging out, quality time, any of that. Um, it's another sign that he's emotionally unavailable. Sign number eight is they don't have a history of serious slash long-term relationships. This is a huge one, okay? If you're talking to a guy or interested in a guy and you know he's only you know, only, you know, hooks up with girls rather sexually or whatever, or only has talking phases with girls, or he only dates a girl for a month and that's it. Or he's only ever like, liked girls who never liked him, but he never liked the girls who did like him. Any of that kind of stuff where there's, okay, no history of a serious or long-term relationship. It could be a sign he's emotionally unavailable, right? And so I want to be careful because there's nothing wrong with being single or there's nothing wrong with, you know, if you've never dated, it doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with you, but if he has engaged with girls, but it's in, been in a way where it's only sexual, sexual with them or hookups or one night stands or talking phases or unrequited love, it could be how he's emotionally unavailable, you know, because, you know, in order to be in a serious you know, long-term relationship or commit to something or be in a mutual liking, it's like you have to be pretty emotionally available for that, right? And so that's a big sign is look at the history. History, <laughs> the history does not lie. Of course, people can change and heal and grow, but if he's not been on some type of transformation healing journey, and, you know, you've seen this pattern play out time and time and again, you you probably won't be any different, right? That's something I really want you ladies to really remember. I know this can be a shot to the ego, but it's like you are not, I don't want to say you're not special, but you're not like, you're, you're not going to be the outlier the way you think you might be, right? I feel like a lot of rom-coms or rom-coms or romantic books or whatever, it's like, there's so much scenarios of the guy who's unavailable and he wants hookups or all these wounds and you come along and you're able to save him and change him and he wants to be with you. And yeah, that, you know, in a book that feels so, oh my God, like I'm so special. I'm wanted. He chose me. I'm, I'm different. But that actually is a big core wound playing out, right? And number two, it's not realistic. And I think it sets a lot of women up for disappointment and feeling rejected because you're like, oh my God, like he didn't change for me. Now I'm feeling rejected. But it's like you created your own rejection because you fell for a guy who was unavailable, <laughs> who from, you know, it's like you set yourself up to be hurt because he was not in a place to even to love you or be with you or he wasn't interested or whatever, you know? So, um, yeah, just look at the history, you know, like a big one, that thing I learned this year, like if you're dealing with a guy who like, you know, and of course there's certain conversations and questions you'd have to ask to get to know this stuff. But if you're dating a guy who's like, who says something like, you know, maybe, oh, you know, if he says something like, oh, what would all like, okay, a question you can kind of ask, like maybe you're on a date or whatever. It's like, oh, what would, all the girls that have liked you or, you, or you, you've had a thing with, what would they say about you? Like, say in a fun, cheeky way, you know, so his guard is down, and you know, something like that. And it's like, and if he says something along the lines of like, oh, they would all say that, you know, they liked me, but I never liked them. Red flag, sis. I want you to run <laughs> because that, you know, and then on the flip side, if you find out the only person you really did really want is, you know, in a relationship already or is with someone else or didn't like them back, run, run, run. Okay. Because this is something you can look for in yourself as well, but we'll talk about that next week. But yeah, if, if a guy never likes the women who like him, but only like the girl who he couldn't have, it's usually because he's not really emotionally available, right? And so part of being emotionally unavailable is you protect your quote unquote freedom of being by yourself, right? Of your heart actually not having to risk being engaged with someone. So what I mean by that is 
if you're emotionally unavailable, it's usually some type of fear there. Fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, fear of emotional intimacy, fear of losing your freedom, whatever, right? And so when you have those fears, your subconscious mind, whatever, it does all these things to keep you safe and avoid those fears, right? And so the way you do that is staying single, staying by yourself, because when you're by yourself, you're single, you don't have to risk being rejected or, you know, losing your in, in independence in a relationship or you don't have to risk, um, you know, what happens when you're emotionally intimate, intimate with someone in a relationship, right? And so if you only like people who don't like you and you never like the people who do like you, that's going to keep you single. That will keep you single. <laughs> so if a guy says that, or even if you're like this, but right now this week we're focused on the guys. If that is said, run, okay? He is letting you know that you're going to end up probably that same way, right? And yeah, there's outliers and maybe you have something, you know, is going to be different with you, but a lot of times it won't be and you're setting yourself up for heartbreak, right? And I also don't want you to attach your worth to getting a guy to become available for you. There's like a thrill, it's like this chase and it's like an ego thing. There's so much to it, but like, I know it can feel fun and feel like a thrill and you could feel so powerful. Like, oh, I got him and no one else did, but like, that is like, okay, you had to do all that to get him. And it's like, okay, you're going to have to sustain that in a relationship. Like you having to like pursue him or change his mind or convince him. And it's like, no, let him heal on his own. Let him become open to being emotionally available on his own. Let him fall for you on his own. You know, like I said, if a man wanted to, he would. So I do believe there could be a guy who's emotionally available and maybe he just, there's something about he just loves so much. And he personally decides to heal or grow or give his life to God, whatever is necessary for him to become, you know, open to love. Yeah, maybe he'll want to be with you, but don't chase that. Don't like look for that and don't expect that and don't wait on that guy, right? Do your own thing. Choose men who choose you, who are available, all of that, okay? Okay, so I feel like I talk so fast, but I literally don't want to slow myself down, especially when I'm in the zone. Like, I'm going to try to talk slower though. So, okay, sign number nine, he's emotionally unavailable, is he sends you mixed signals, right? Um, about his feelings towards you or the, his intention of commitment towards you, right? So he's very unclear about what he wants from you slash the relationship. So maybe one day he's like, I really want to be with you. You're the only one. Next day he's like, oh, I, I'm not ready yet. I need to focus on my career or blah, 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 right? Or, you know, one day he's calling you, sending you all these emojis, hyping up your photos. The next few days you don't hear from him. Or you you find that he's talking to another girl or you see him in person. He acts like he doesn't even know you, right? mm 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 Okay, there's another quote I saw by this psychologist and it was like, mixed signals are actually just negative signals in disguise. Okay, I actually have a blog on this. I'll link it below. But yeah, I want you to stop seeing mixed signals as a maybe. See it as a no. If it's not a yes, it's a no. If it's not a yes, it is a no. Okay, that goes to a lot of things in life. If it's not a full body yes, a full yes, take it as a no. Okay, and it's like, um, when a guy sends you mixed signals, like I said, I need to have some a man on here. I need to get some masculine energy on here. To get a man's perspective. But yeah, if a man, a man, when a man knows what he wants, he will get he will go after it. Period. Okay. That is a masculine nature. They are very competitive, very action uh oriented, very driven, very like, let's get it, let's go. So if he wants you, he will make it known. He will be clear, he'll be consistent, he'll be communicative. Three C's. Look for that. Is he clear with you? Is he communicative? Is he consistent? If not, either he's emotionally unavailable or he doesn't like you or a mix of both. Okay. So that's a big one. If you send any mixed signals. Mm-mm. okay and maybe he actually does like you but he's sending you mixed signals because he doesn't know how to share his feelings with you blah 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 he's gonna have to do that work on his own to grow and mature okay um and then also sometimes a guy doesn't like you but he sends you mixed signals or flirts with you because it's feeding his own ego he's getting an ego boost right men love feminine attention the same way as women we love masculine attention there's nothing wrong with loving that you just have to be appropriate with it and not be manipulative and not look toward to like 
not become codependent with it or whatever, you know, or use it and like hurt people and confuse people and lead people on in the long run. You know, so many women who've been led on by men who flirt with them or et cetera, et cetera, and end up with someone else. And then all the guy did was boost his ego, but then lead women along the process. And it's just not right. But yeah, that is um, the next sign number nine. And the last sign, sign number 10, is that they, it's like they're always longing for this ideal relationship, but they give subtle hints that it will not be with you, right? So it's like they desperately want to meet the one, quote unquote, but they're extremely fault finding of women um, in a way that makes commitment impossible. And so they, and so kind of like I said earlier, they never like the, they never like the women who like them, but they only like the women who don't like them. And so that, that's kind of a lot, but essentially if you are talking to a guy or you're friends with a guy or you're wondering if he likes you, but he's always mentioning like, Oh, finding the one or this woman, but like, you know, he's giving hints that it's not you, or it's like almost like he's in this fantasy fairy tale mode. It's probably because he's not really emotionally available, right? Because part of being emotionally available is being realistic. It's being grounded in reality. So yeah, a big part of being emotionally available is being grounded in reality and realistic, right? Because like I said, going back to the analogy I had earlier, in order to, you know, be emotionally available, be in the relationship you want, all of that, you have to be grounded in reality, right? Because if you're always in fantasy mode, by that I mean, you know, you're waiting for this perfect person and blah, 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 you're, you're going to, it's going to create blocks and sabotage in your love life, right? Because either A, your person you meet will never meet will never meet your standards because no person's perfect. No one's gonna fulfill a fantasy. This is not a rom com. This is not a romance novel. This is not, you know, if you know if it's a man and they're doing like you know oh, a certain physical feature that they're comparing you to in like an appropriate you know type of content online or whatever it is. Like fantasy never is gonna match reality, right? And so if you're waiting on this fantasy thing or this dream you've dreamed up, you're never gonna find it because a person is a person created by God, a unique person. You can't just conjure up someone in your mind and then expect them to come in front of you right of course there's different standards and values and attraction and things you know what i mean but no one's going to be able to fit this mold you have to a t right and so if a guy is talking like that right or they're like oh i just want to meet this girl blah, 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 and they're always like always just in fantasy mode it's probably something he's not really emotionally available right because he's still in like this fantasy and he's using this 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 weight on this perfect person as a way to stay unavailable or a way to stay out of a relationship, a way to avoid the risk of maybe ending up with the wrong girl or something like that, right? And like I said earlier, there's always going to be a risk associated with love. You just want to make it wise, like a wise a wise choice, a wise investment, you know? And so that is sign number 10. Okay, and a few other little subtle signs you can look out for that someone is emotionally available. Um, yeah, they don't like making plans. So they're always like, oh, let me get back to you. I'll pencil that in, not making time for you, which is another one that, that another sign that he's just not interested in you. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Another big sign is that they, they don't really, he doesn't really go to, out of his way to serve your needs, right? So he's always trying to call the shots and do what he wants to do, but he's not really interested in how you feel or what you want or serving your needs, right? Which is another sign he's emotionally available slash doesn't like you. Um, yeah. And then, you know, other signs, you're doing all the relationship work. They avoid the word relationship. That's a big one. Because like I said before, like, oh, they're like, oh, I'm not like anything serious or they're always talking about unrequited feelings for a friend or they talk a lot about their ex or, you know, do things that show they have a fear of commitment or say things. That's that's it. Another sign is that you never really seem to grow closer. So maybe he's been in your life for a while or y'all been talking and it's just like you feel like there's no connection growing or there's no, you know, closeness growing. It's kind of saying service level. Ooh, this is a big one. They reflect your feelings instead of offering their own. Mmm, that's a good one. So like, for example, you say, oh, that really hurt, that hurt me. And then he says, and then if he just says, oh yeah, that hurt me too. 
it's like if he's he's not engaging in his own nothing he's not showing anything new to the conversation emotionally wise does that make sense hopefully it does another sign they show up late if they blow off plans um that's another sign that you know he just probably doesn't like you but also emotionally available all that another other signs is that they always just want to keep things open no no labels no commitment let's just flow um yeah or if he's always with emotionally available women that's a sign he's emotionally available unavailable himself because like attracts like so if you're unavailable you're going to attract unavailable people and if you are the more emotionally available you come the less attracted you are to emotionally available people so that's another big sign so yeah, I think those are all the main core signs. I'm sure I'll do another episode on this. Hopefully, I'm not forgetting anything. I think we covered the bases. So, yeah, those are some of the signs to look out for that he is emotionally available, okay? Because this is something a lot of questions I get all the time or I see a lot of women struggle with this. And a big part of it is just you need awareness. But when it comes to healing, you need awareness and integration, right? So, awareness is okay. Understanding what's going on, learning the content, the context, which is what my programs help you do and all that stuff. Like, okay, what what are my core wounds? What's playing out? What, what does this mean? getting aware because you can't you can't heal something you're not aware of right that's the first key then once you're aware that's when the integration work comes in which is what i'm able to do with women in like the coaching portion of my courses and obviously one-on-one works so it's okay you know the stuff that's playing out now that practical tools to heal it to reverse it to get to the deeper wound get those heart needs met whatever so yeah so this podcast is a lot of it it's about like the awareness around a guy who's emotion available what that looks like and what what that looks like, sounds like, and feels like, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and along with the feelings, when you're with someone emotionally available, it feels like you're always on thin ice or you don't even know where you stand. It's like you're on a roller coaster. Sometimes we confuse that roller coaster with love, but it's really just your attachment system being activated. And because you're – it's almost like you become addicted, addicted to this person because it's like this inconsistent um, reward system you're getting. Like, okay, you don't hear from him for a few days, you're down, but then you do, and you're spiked up, and, like, you're addicted to that. And it's almost like a roller coaster, right? And so – yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. So, okay. Those are the 10 signs that he's emotionally available. Now I'm quickly going to go over how to avoid this kind of guy and questions you can ask to gauge his emotional availability level. Um, this is just a quick overview of how to avoid it. Obviously there's a lot of deeper work and core wounds playing out, but just a quick little kind of, you know, five things to keep in mind is number one, slow down. I promise when you give things time, they will reveal itself. Things will reveal itself. You seem to slow it down, right? And slowing down is also a big part of leaning back in your feminine energy, right? Getting that receiving zone, slowing it down, which number one will make you so much more magnetic because men love the unraveling of things. They love the having to get to know you and the unfolding of it, right? It makes it in working for things, all that kind of stuff, right? And so when you slow down, you number one, organically become more attractive. And number two, you give yourself time to see what he, how he moves and what he's saying and engages, is he actually, you know, emotionally available, right? Because I promise you, if you give things time, and when I say slow down, that means give things time, but also like holding off on things, right? So give things time before you like, you know, or like being physical with him or sharing all this emotional stuff or making plans or committing to him in your heart or telling all your friends about him or posting him or whatever, you know, just give it time, right? Because sometimes in the beginning, they can be very, you know, a guy can be very charming and say all the right things, but deep down, he's actually unavailable or an avoidant, right? And so as time goes on or you try to connect with him and he starts to push back or, you know, whatever, you'll see, okay, actually, he's not really available. Or he's not actually, you know, that intimate. He maybe just enjoyed the thrill of getting me or whatever, right? So slowing it down, you know, and just because also when you slow down, you know, when like you remember in like in, in school, like teachers would always say to slow down because you catch your mistakes. Like when you're writing or doing a test, it's the same thing in dating, right? When you slow down, you give yourself room and space to see things you wouldn't see when you're rushing, 
right? And so slowing it down, okay? Slowing down. Um, sign num- uh, Tip number two is to get curious. And that goes along with number three, which is asking the right questions, right? So get curious about a guy. Like, get to know him. Like, okay, what is, how does he view this? How does he, how does he think about this? Or what is his past like? Get, just getting curious, asking the right questions, right? And some of the questions you can ask a guy to kind of gauge is he emotionally available in a subtle way, right? We always want to do things very subtly, very cheeky, very, you know, taking mental notes but not saying anything. Like, you don't want to come across like you're interrogating him or whatever, especially on a first date, right? These are questions you can ask maybe like date four or whatever, you know. But yeah, I can just say like, you know, casually, oh, like, how do you view relationships, right? And if he says things like, oh, just I view him as, you know, just go with the flow or just have a fun time or see what happens or things that are very non-committal, non-really purposeful, that could be a sign he's, you know, pretty emotion available and he maybe just sees relationships as a time to just, you know, have fun and just do whatever. Not like, oh, I see relationships as, as you know, a way to connect with someone and see if you'd want to spend your life with them or blah, 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 you know? Like, he doesn't mention any type of long-term plans or, like, commitment or, like, real depth. It's just kind of, like, surface level. That could be a sign he's unavailable. Um, another sign, this one's a little bit more obvious, but if, you know, you feel comfortable asking it, you could eventually sometimes ask, like, oh, how long was your longest relationship, right? And you got to be careful with this because, like I said, you know, it's there's nothing wrong with if, you've, if a guy's never been in a relationship, not necessarily, not automatically. How about that? Not automatically. But if he says, you know, but if he's had three relationships, three to five relationships, and they've all only been a month, that's a little bit different than, oh, I've just, I've never been in a relationship because maybe he just never found the right person. That can still be kind of, mm, but you know what I mean? Like, okay, besides all these relationships and they never made it past a month or three months, it's like, mm, that could be a sign he's emotionally unavailable. Um, <clears throat> another question you can ask is... Another question you can ask is, is there anything that concerns you about getting into a long-term relationship, right? And then your follow-up question is, have you worked out, um, re- have you worked on resolving these concerns, right? So if you ask him that and he brings up, oh yeah, I get concerned about losing my freedom, losing my independence, being with the wrong person, getting hurt. Those things are all really valid and fair. And we all have those fears. But if the follow-up question is, have you worked on them? If he says, no, I haven't worked on them. Or if he says, I still have an intense fear of that, it could show he hasn't really done the work enough yet to be emotionally available to risk those um fears that could come along with being in a relationship do you get what i mean like we all have fears i have my own fears but i'm working through them i'm aware of them and and uh yeah so that's a big question you can ask that's a big a really 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 good one um do you have any fears that come up or any or just say concerns concerns is a lot less abrasive than saying fears so just say oh do you have any concerns because if you say fear like a lot of men they're probably not going to want to oh i'm not scared of anything you know just oh do you have any concerns that's a good way to say it um, and then the next question is what I mentioned earlier, which is what's the common thing your past exes or romantic interests would say about you? So if they say something along the lines of, oh, they'll say I'm, I'm, um, I'm hard to get to know, or I never liked them back. All these things that can show, okay, maybe he's not really that available or he's kind of flighty or whatever. That's something to note. Um, another wait, the question you can ask is how do you like to handle conflict? This is a good one, right? Because a lot of guys, people who are emotionally available or guys, I'm, I'm going to say guys because this episode is about emotionally available men, but I'm not saying it in a way to say, oh, just guys are unavailable, but the context of this episode. Um, and emotionally available people, they usually go into um, a flight trauma response, which means they often can run away, shut down, be very passive, et cetera. And so that could be another sign he's emotionally available is that he hasn't learned how to really engage in how tough emotions. He just kind of maybe runs away or doesn't deal with it. 
And so if he says, oh, he handles conflict by he avoids or sweeps it under the rug or he runs away, that could show he's not really available for a relationship or for healthy, um, you know, connection, communication, conflict resolution, all that. Another sign or another question you can ask is, what's the biggest thing that drives you away from relationships? That's a good one. What's the biggest thing that drives you away from relationships? So if he says, oh, when things get serious, run away, sis. <laughs> or if he says, oh, when they want a label or when we start to get close or when I start to meet their parents or friends. If, if he's driven away by things that, you know, are going towards commitment and connection, that shows that he is pretty emotionally available and has some unresolved fears of commitment. Okay. And lastly, you can ask, what's the biggest thing that pulls you into a relationship? Now, if he says things like, oh, when um, it's very casual or we just go with the flow or you do our own thing or very open or, you know, there's there's no labels, run away, sis. Okay. He is telling you, okay, clearly. And so I really want, I hope y'all were taking notes because um, I think there were so many gems in here looking at my notes currently. But yeah, those are some questions you can ask to gauge his emotional availability, right? Because maybe you don't have any mutual friends, so you don't know how he is with other girls, or maybe you don't know his relationship history, you know, and you don't want to, you know, be a stalker or something. So those are just questions you can ask. Mind you, you want to make sure you do this in a very um, nonviolent communication way. That's something I teach in my programs. And I also teach like how to, you know, master man speak, aka communication with men. So communicating with them in a way that um, gets you the best results. And so knowing how to communicate in a feminine way, all that stuff and what men respond to, et cetera. But yeah, so um, I'm going to wrap that up there. The conversation about emotionally unavailable men, Mr. Emotionally Unavailable. So we talked about the signs he's unavailable, um, how you can avoid this guy and the questions you can ask to gauge his emotional uh, availability level. Thank you so much for tuning into Receiving Love. I'm so honored you're here and glad that you are listening. If you are looking to go deeper and start learning how to integrate the work so you can actually see the shifts and change in your love life beyond just reading another book or trying to do it by yourself, if you want help and support on your journey so you can get there faster and easier without all the toxic cycles and self-sabotage in your love life and your healing journey, you can start today by joining my Healing Anxious Attachment course or booking a free introductory call with me to see what it'd be like if we work together one-on-one for me to get clarity on what's showing up in your love life, what you want to have more of, what you want to have less of, and how you can really heal holistically on an emotional, somatic, and relational level. So I would love to chat with you through a free introductory call that you can fill out below. You just have to fill out a short application that we can hop on a call together and create a game plan for your healing journey and your love life. And if you want to support the podcast, please, please, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and then leave a rating on Spotify. It takes like two seconds and it really means a lot. It tells the podcast algorithm to boost me up and it helps me organically grow the show. So I really, really would appreciate that. And you could also spread the word by taking a screenshot of you listening and posting it to your stories and tagging me, Erica Simone underscore. That would mean the world. And I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. So I'll see you over there. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week.